This is the Scum and Snake fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Tuesday Reviews Day. Tuesday Reviews Day. Foos Day. Lose Day. Coos Day. It was a pretty crazy week seven, I feel like, Snake. More so just because we've got a lot of news coming out of it, a lot of Changes coming up, a lot of injuries. So I just want to hit those real quick if we can. And you're gonna to have to um, you're gonna to have to correct me or add if I've missed anything here. But let's let's just do a little rapid-ish fire, if you don't right. mind. I love it. I'm ready. Rapid. Hit me. Hit me quick. Matt Ryan been playing terribly. Benched for the rest of the year for Sam Ellinger. Really benched. Bench. I thought I saw that he had a he had an actual injury, but it's just it's a benching more than he, an injury, he, huh? He did get hurt, but then they came out and said that even if he didn't get injured, uh, they're moving forward with Ellinger rest of the season. They're gonna see what they got in the kid. All right, interesting. Wonder what that will do for the likes of Pittman and Taylor, but okay, like it. Yeah, I mean potentially an upgrade at quarterback. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how he does. We'll this. see. Sad news, my boy Mike Williams. High ankle sprain. Chargers are on a bye this week, but likely missing some time after that. Ugh, I don't like that for Sneak, uh, but it's, it seems to be a lot of injuries going on. Did, you, see, on that did you end up seeing that play or no? I did not. I didn't get. I only got to watch a, a skosh of the afternoon, so I didn't. It was, it was a classic Michael Williams jump up really high, land really hard, but this time his foot was underneath the DB and just got squished. It looked a lot like the Hollywood injury, I thought. So I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not good. Mm, but, not good. you know, Keenan Allen made his debut, didn't play that well. So I guess we're just kind of swapping that out. Um, you know, Keenan Allen will now be likely very productive. So, you know, we'll, we'll break that down, I guess, when they come back in week nine. Anyway. Nine. The big one. The big injury news, Brees Hall, after like he started off with a long touchdown, looked like he was going to have a great day. Tears his ACL, very unfortunate. Maybe the sneak curse reared its ugly head, though. Maybe. You know, I never want to see a young, promising guy go down that way. But, uh, yeah, it was having uh, – seemed to be looking like the real deal. That offensive line seems to be doing good for the Jets, and he was ripping big ones left and right. But the ACL injury didn't – usually you can tell. I mean, he didn't seem like he was too hurt, kind of walked off maybe, you know, and it just – some of those ACL injuries will, will surprise you and all of a sudden they're gone for the year and it's like, really? It seemed like it was a non-contact, at least not like because I watched the play and it was like he he kind of just folded up before he got tackled. It was really close to that, but it seemed like he just, you know, one of those ones where the knee did not want to do it anymore. Probably after that long run. Yeah. Bodies are weird. But uh, the subsequent following big news after that is that the Jets then go and trade for James Robinson. So huge boost for him, I feel like, and for Travis Etienne because now they're not splitting as much. Well, they didn't split last game, but maybe Jags kind of knew they were looking to move um, James Robinson before the deadline. So managers that have either of those players are probably excited for that do you agree do you think that's good news for both 
Etienne and James Robinson? Yeah, good news for both. You know, like I said, it seems like the Jets know what they're doing with running backs right now, offensive line, their schemes, their plays. So James Robinson should have should continue what he was doing early on with the Jags. And then we'll see with ETN full workload the rest of the year, the number one guy, if he can hold up, if he can continue his play, he's been good. Uh, but don't forget, I got Michael Carter and he is still decent. So if anyone feels like they need to get in on the the big Jets, you know who to come talk to. It is funny. You had less than 24 hours of, you know, a big surge in Michael Carter's uh, perceived value. And he probably, I mean, he's going to be involved still, especially these first couple of weeks as Robinson gets acclimated. So I think, yeah, Big Jets is still live and maybe Michael Carter gets even bigger. Am I missing anything news-wise? No, I can't remember. Racking the brand, I don't think so i did not get to watch a lot this weekend so catching up on news yesterday and today i don't remember seeing if anything else major out there well if we forgot something folks uh sorry Sorry. before we continue tuesday reviews day i think we gotta do a quick nonsense minute and this one is halloween candy themed Okay, ready. I like that. I've been eating a lot already. We're going to go with the more controversial candies. Some people like them. Some people hate them. And we're going to do keep trade cut. So keep okay. trade cut candy corn, black licorice, and Tootsie Rolls. And keep Tootsie Rolls. I'm going to trade uh candy corn and i'm going to cut black licorice just because i think i can get a little bit more value out of candy corn by trading it because it seems to be a little bit more popular than i thought black licorice i don't know if anyone likes it we're pretty close i love candy corn so keep candy corn you could trade it to me i guess then i'll trade you tootsie rolls i don't really care for tootsie rolls but i agree with you i think there's a little more value there Cut black licorice because it is absolutely disgusting. I can't believe anyone fake liking it. I mean, I don't know if anyone that we know has ever said they like it, but obviously it's out there in like grandma candy bowls and in stores. So I don't know. I just, I despise it actually very much. So, so I'm glad you cut it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I've ever even had it. It just, what is it? What is the flavor supposed to be? Is it supposed to be like black cherry or something? No, it's it's kind of like What even is the flavor like, of black licorice? It's very similar to tea. You get it. You get that flavor in teas a lot as well. So tea, like drinking tea? Yeah, like herbal tea. Oh, maybe, no. maybe tea, you know, from tea time fame, but I don't know. About that. Maybe do a little poll about that. I don't think he would taste like black licorice, though. No, I don't think so. He's more of a vanilla bean type. Ooh, love vanilla bean. Exactly. So, folks, give us your feedback on that keep trade cut. Again, candy corn, Tootsie Rolls, black licorice. But I assume most everyone's going to cut black licorice. On to the week seven matchups. Sneak, our predictions for the matchups were not that great. We were really right on the blow blowout of the week. We were wrong everywhere else. Yeah. So we uh, 
We had predicted myself to be the upset of the week over Ben. Uh, he proved that wrong. Gave me a 40-point beatdown. So he's sitting at 3-4 and four now, three-game winning streak. Really turned things around, it seems, from that 0-4 start. He said it himself in a surprise appearance in the group chat. He's battling for mediocrity. But that mediocrity currently has him uh, in the playoff hunt seven in the standings. Yeah, after a couple of weeks of uh, getting the drawing the ire of the scum and sneak show, he has turned it around, and that's what we do, folks. We also predicted another upset that was supposed to be you over Doug. Uh, that didn't go well either. What happened mm. was um, Zach was rusty, and I don't know. I think that's about it. Drake London, ugh, that Falcon passing offense is uh, disgusting. I hope they fire Arthur Smith real soon. And yeah, you just didn't get much out of your, your guy, Hunter Henry. Doug put up a zero with Romeo Dubs, but uh, big games from Henry, Firmino Benjamin, and you still like to beat you. Sorry to say, or maybe not sorry. Yeah, I uh, my young gun receivers um, did not do anything for me this week. Uh, once again, didn't play the correct quarterback. I all of a sudden have a bunch of high-scoring quarterbacks on my squad. So if anyone <laughs> is in need of a quarterback, you better come correct with a trade because I know what I got. Fields has been good lately. Weirdly. Yeah. Weirdly. It's I was, still weird. It's I, not like good, it's, good. It's but, just the weirdest thing. Yeah. I mean, 179 yards, and he's just he's getting 80 yards and a and a t and a touchdown on the ground almost every week, which is making up for yeah, his extremely def- his extreme deficiencies in the passing game. Uh, I was briefly watched a little bit of that game yesterday, and just all of his stats were just like he's the worst in completion, he's the lowest in yards. He's the, I'm just like <laughs> yikes! But he puts up points in fantasy right now. So uh, yeah, I uh, I went for the predict that I was going to win. I knew that was going to be really lofty. I lost. That's fine. A uh, good thing for you, the other thing you th- that you wanted at least was in the Chase versus Dayson matchup. Gooch got a win, bringing those two picks that you own a little closer together. Um, so you wanted that, you predicted it, and you liked that. Chase, you know, looking a little better, put up his best score of the year, I'm pretty sure. Big boost from the surprise 37 points from Andy Dalton on Thursday night last week. Jason was disappointed with a zero from James Robinson. He had like one target in that game, but we talked about him. He should be getting a boost going to the Jets soon. Maybe not this week. Again, acclimating. We saw Christian McCaffrey only get like a little bit of work compared to what he's usually uh, done after a trade. So, um, yeah, Jason, I think, is excited about Robinson moving forward, but uh, has to take a tough loss this week. And now I'm realizing that was the other news that we missed. I don't think we talked about McCaffrey getting traded. Oh, yeah. McCaffrey traded to the Niners. Uh, he didn't really do much this game, but you'd expect his production extremely ramp up next week. Uh, and then just kind of going back real quick, why is – I mean, I know James Robinson started out good, and then I called his dud in week four, which I was correct. Ever since he's just not even gotten double digits, why is Dayson continuing to play him every um, he doesn't have any other options, really, at running back. He can't well, play Antonia. He can't play Damian Harris. I mean, he could have played Antonia this week, but, like, you don't feel confident in that. 
and mm. yeah, all right, fine. Maybe throws him in next week. I mean, it's fine by me if he keeps getting zeros out of James Robinson. Maybe he'll get a couple more losses in that loss column. But you are correct. We uh, we predicted for the uh, the Gooch win. We wanted him to win, get those picks a little bit closer, give him a little boost. Uh, and right now in the sleeper rankings, he's just outside of playoffs. So once again, we'll see how those kind of shake out. But old Dayson with the uh, with the loss, and uh, we'll see if James Robinson can jump right into that Jets offense and get some of that Brees workload, uh, and then he will be back to having another solid running back. But yeah, you were right. Antonio had a good week this week. You really can't play him with confidence. Maybe you can, though, now. I don't know. Maybe they're going to sprinkle him in here and there, and you're just going to try to catch him on one of those weeks. Who knows? I mean, both both uh, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson were playable this past week. Brian Robinson got, like, 20 carries, I think. He only got, what, 70 yards? I don't know if you're looking at it, but that's that's serviceable, especially in our league. So, With the points per carry, might as well get the – if you get the big workload, you're going to get points. And we mentioned it when Brian Robinson came back a week or whatever it was ago that might as well put him – you know, I'm playing him. If he gets 20 carries a game or 60, 70 yards, and if I'm lucky for a a fall-in score, that's going to be anywhere from 15 to 21 or so points every week. And you can't really ask for that much more out of, you know, a a potential two or three – running back like that yeah and with with taylor heineke taking over for carson wentz who's on ir i mean maybe that is good for antonia i think if i recall correctly you know part of antonia's success has been with heineke over the past uh, you know the previous two years right so mckissick seems to have been kind of phased out so yeah if it's just those two again robinson and gibson then yeah both playable Uh, i still don't feel that confident in Gibson just because of how much the coaching staff hates him. But uh, if, you're, if you're in a tough spot, definitely there, there's worse options. True that double true. Let's talk about the Brendan versus Jimbo matchup. A lot of blowouts this week, I'm realizing, but Brendan wins by 55, 56 points. Um, Golly, and he got a zero from got Corey a zero Davis. zero from Corey Davis. Brees Hall left early, even though he had scored a touchdown, so he was fine. But just a massive game from Josh Jacobs. 42 points, 20 carries, Jeepers. 143 yards, three touchdowns against the Texans. I didn't even realize that it happened. I'm looking at it now, and that is a huge shocker. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the number four running back on the year right now. Holy smokes, what is going on? He's been good. They're committed to him. You know, we were talking about it in the offseason that Samir White was going to take some work, and no. Not one and bit. no. <laughs> so and, and part of the talk too was McDaniel's was coming in. We're gonna get the Amir Abdullah or the Brandon Bolden like uh, playing the James White type role. And uh no, it's Josh Jacobs. So <laughs> he's been really good, really helped Brandon, especially with uh, like we talked about uh, McCaffrey getting acclimated. McCaffrey only had nine points, only got eight touch or sorry, ten touches. So, again, that's going to ramp up. Brandon's probably excited just for the coming weeks for Christian McCaffrey. But uh, he didn't need a big – he did not need a big week out of him this past week. Jim had a zero from Michael Gallup. Also a lot of zeros from teams this week. Etienne and Aaron Jones had good games, and that's what we talked about with Jim. Like, that's where he's going to get 
the most. And Polly, I mean, Polly had 15, Paulie, so his yeah. running backs did. His running backs performed how they should be. He just doesn't have it any anywhere else to make up for it, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe he can figure out the receivers. Maybe with uh, a change uh, again with no Brees Hall, maybe Garrett Wilson kind of makes a little resurgence. I don't know. We'll see though. Maybe maybe he just needs Flacco. Big Jets is super fun to talk about, though. <laughs> it is super fun because it, it can. There's so many different ways to talk about it. So many different players that have like been good and then they've been bad. So it's it's a fun conversation. I'm glad we uh, stumbled upon Big Jets here this year. But uh, yeah, again, like you're saying, a lot of blowouts this week. Brendan was one of them. Just a lot of firepower to make up for the likes of getting low production in other spots. So. Uh, Jimbo didn't stand a chance. We knew that wasn't going to happen. We've been on the Jimbo trend, like we mentioned. We come off it, and uh, he did not bring us back on, at least. No. <laughs> kept kept going down the train tracks. <laughs> didn't stop at the latest stop and try to bring us back into the fold, which that's all right. We will always have SLC. Jealous of that, by the way. Uh, moving on <laughs> to another blowout. Wade beat Tyler by about 54 points. Goodness not, me. Not a surprise. Um, we thought Tyler might have a chance, especially when Wade didn't have a quarterback, but plug him in. It really wouldn't have mattered. Um, your boy, Shy Smith, put up another zero for Big T. He cannot figure out that third wide receiver position. He really chooses between Smith and Greg Dortch every week. Greg Dortch caught the touchdown, so he wasn't able to you know, capitalize there. Uh, Mo Ali Cox also with a zero, and um, you know he's just he's just doing this thing. He made him he made a move, uh, traded away Raheem Mostert, which I think he got good value out of that. Got Jalen Tolbert in a second, so good for UT. Very savvy, looking for the future, um, and I think you're okay with losing a Wade here, who had a a decent week for him, especially without Josh Allen. I'm wondering why he didn't play Damian Pierce. Uh, he was in Alaska at a wedding, and you oh, know right. the the altitude, the alcohol, the altruism. You know, it all got to him. Everything. It all was just a uh, myriad of a hurricane of everything that could have come down, and we we did know that T was flying in the void for many a night over the weekend. So, I guess he gets a pass here. Another injury I forgot to talk about, though. You were supposed to keep me up on this. Uh, DK Metcalf left the game early. Uh, his doesn't seem to be too bad. His status is in question for week eight, but it doesn't seem to be very long-term. But mm. and, um, did, I think it was his ankle? Maybe his knee. No, it was his knee, yeah, because he landed, like, on one leg on a catch. It was weird. But okay. Freaking um, DK. Watch too. DK. All right. And then in a week of blowouts, the blowout of the week, we predicted Eric over Jesse in almost a 90-point win. And uh, Joe Montrose stack showed up. Yes, it did. Going back real quick, we got 26 out of the Cowboys defense. Ugh. That's, a, that's always a crazy swing when you get a major defensive scoring. But, yes, back to the, the blood of the week predicted another week in a row of Earn scoring over 200. His team is rounding into form. Uh, we're about, what, six 
weeks from playoffs or so, if his team continues doing what it's doing, uh, and I predict that it will, he's going to have no problem uh, producing, left major points on the bench with players that he typically wouldn't play anyway. So it just goes to show you this guy's got an absolutely stacked team, uh, and whoever he goes up against every week, it's going to be a major challenge. You better come with big-time points. He got one out of Amon Ra and five out of Ertz and three out of his kicker. Still puts up 207. You Super fun to see. Jesse got the biggest dud of the year from Mark Andrews. This should have been the week where you called it, but... Son of a gun. I should have went full on. Dang it. I can never catch this right. <laughs> the Ravens, they came out with a win, but yeah, just the offense has been weird lately. I don't know. Um, Do you think they get it together this Thursday? Against the Bucks, uh, I mean, maybe let's save that for Thursday. Okay. What do you think about it? I don't know. Let me <laughs> say initial thoughts, no. They don't get it together. But things may change in two days. Stay tuned, folks. Things may change in two days. So, yeah, Jesse, uh, again, he didn't have Dalvin Cook, so wouldn't have mattered but he's probably expecting a loss anyway so he's probably not that that bummed he made the trade for the broncos backfield with gooch he did not make the right call i mean there's only two point difference between latavius murray and melvin gordon but he should have some fun trying to figure that out this this year this season but um he's been sitting on deontay foreman all year who had a big game in relief or i guess not relief in um a split lead role with Chuba Hubbard after the departure uh-huh. of Christian McCaffrey. So maybe he's feeling good about that too. Yep. I would agree with you. And that's week seven. Any, any parting thoughts about those matchups or just overall where we're at in the league? Don't guess not. No, no surprises. I that's- guess, huh? I feel like yeah, really no surprises. I mean the 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 yep, I would say that nothing really else to to say on that. The predictions of you and I winning were more so just fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shank, let's wrap up this Tuesday reviews day with something we started last week, but I didn't record it. Oh yes. Um, well, we're getting into the Gilmore Goons section. Now I prefaced this last week into the ether, speaking to nobody, but you're doing an annual fall rewatch of Gilmore Girls, one of our favorite shows, perfect for the fall. Um, and wherever you're at, each week on Tuesday, we're going to review it. So, Shneek, break down the latest episode you watched. Yep, so uh, last night, Jess showed up to Stars Hollow, oh, uh, walked off the bus all moody and upset, Luke is trying to set him straight. Uh, I don't understand the Jess liking. Uh, I don't like him. He is rude and mean. You're rude and snotty to everyone. (laughs) He tries to corrupt Rory immediately. She says, get back. And uh, Rory, I don't know if it's the same episode, but Rory gets her coming out party. uh, And it's a... uh, 
interesting episode. A lot of dynamics between Lorelai and Christopher, uh, Emily and Richard are at each other's throats. So it's a lot of ramping up to some drama and things are moving along in Stars Hollow. Mm. Love it. This is around the time where I feel like the show is peaking, uh, at least mm-hmm. in the drama uh, of it, you know, in the compelling storylines. Jess is kind of rude, and I would agree when people say, like, he, uh, of the major relationships he has with Rory, it's not the best. I will give that to Logan. But Jess as a whole character is great, and you would have to agree, I think, that the whole arc of him and Luke is one of the better parts of the show. Agreed. Yeah. It's, right. uh, yeah, Lorelai and, and Luke start to have a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> It's always fun watching those interactions. Yeah, fun, uh, fun section that you're in. I'm sure it's feeling very apropos and feeling great up there where you actually have a fall season. Oh, um, yeah. It's perfect to watch it when the, you're experiencing the same type of weather and change and you just feel like it's all coming together. Yeah, everyone be on the lookout for more and more and more Gilmore goons. And I think that's it for us on this Tuesday, Sneak. Tuesday reviews day in the books. Loving it. Uh, Excited to uh, get the rest of the week underway. And uh, hopefully I will be able to watch some football this week. I'm excited. And that's all from Sneaky Guy. We'll be back tomorrow with our normal Wednesday. And I've totally, I just remembered this morning that all October we were supposed to be doing tricks and treats, not hopes and dopes. So, oops. Oh, geez. Boy, did we, are we dropped? Oh, my gosh, dude. I freaking forgot about that, too. But tomorrow we're doing tricks and treats at least. So, see you guys then. Have a good one and bye. brush my teeth this morning i'm like we didn't do our october thing classic though pretty classic us